Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like ugly Christmas sweater karaoke and holiday music bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm here. It's Rebel Friday. It's a beautiful day. Guys, I did it. I got bangs. I got bangs. And if you follow my Instagram, you are fully aware that this has been something I've been thinking about for months. For months, I've been posting pictures of girls with bangs, and I'm like, this is all I want. This is all I want. And I tag my hairdresser. And then she, being a smart woman that she is, Rebecca, shout out to her at Linwood Studio. She just opened up her own place. She was like, I have to ask this, but like, are you on your period? And I was like, no, I'm not. And this is like when I first posted about it. Because I think bangs and haircuts, especially for women, are so impulsive. Like, when we feel like there's chaos in our world or in our life, we're like, we have to do something with our hair. It's just the way, it's the way it fucking is. It's like very Cher Horowitz of me to be like, doing a makeover gives me a sense of control in a world full of chaos. That is a quote from Dion, her friend. And I just, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And, you know, so many people said no. I got a few girls that are already a part of the bang gang and they said yes. And so I did it. I pulled the trigger. I got bangs. And they're not like full on straight across bangs like you would expect. They're really cute, like like subtly shorter curtain bangs. And I mean, when she first cut them, I looked at myself in the mirror. And, I, and she knows how I am about my hair. I'm very, very picky because I was going to do like the usual like highlight, cut, what a blah, blah, blah. But I was like, girl, 
I'm the kind of person that like I can't take that much change at once. Like you can't completely lighten my hair and give me a summer blonde and make me a make me a bang gang girl. I can't do it. Like mentally can't take that on. So she did some like low lights, cute, whatever. She like touched up my color, whatever, whatever. It's literally my natural hair color now, but I said to her, I definitely need to cut it. She cut my hair, felt amazing. It felt like it was so long. Chris Lewis, friend of the podcast, he 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 sat me down and he said, I love you, but you need a haircut. And you guys, sometimes the words of, from a Sagittarius are not the words you want to hear, but something you need to hear. And that I needed to hear that. I needed to hear those words. And as someone who has double Sagittarius in my chart, I respect what he says. So she cut my bangs and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just looked and she looked terrified because she knew that I like, she knew how I was going to take it. And I just said to her, I go, I look like John Lennon. I said, I go, I look like John Lennon. It's giving, Hey Jude. And she goes, relax. I'll show you how to style them. Cause at this point they weren't styled. They were, they were flat to my face. And cause I have very flat, fine hair. It's very soft, I will say, but it's very, very flat. And so she had to teach me how to do bangs. Rebecca is a literal godsend angel and she's the best, the best of the best. She's never done me wrong with my hair. Um, I've been going to her for like almost two years, I think. And you know, we just like to touch shit. And I just really, I love that about a hairdresser sometimes, you know, they're like invested in your life, but not in like a, like a real deep way. So you can really just, you can just go for it. So yeah, just shout out to my new bangs. I'm sorry. I love them. And I had dinner with Frenchie for those wondering, I am still seeing Frenchie. Things are going really, really well. That's all I'll say about that because it makes me nervous to talk about it. And he loved them. He was like, you look so pretty. Like he just kept telling me how pretty I looked and I wouldn't even look at him. I wouldn't even fucking look at him because it it's a big change. And I just wasn't sure how I felt about it. I really had like no makeup on. So I felt kind of like, you know, I didn't want to look like the tomato from Veggie Tales with bangs because that's really my face shape, especially since I've gained weight. And that's okay. It's, it's a journey that we're on. Anywho. Let's get into Bravo Friday. I hope that this podcast and Bravo and whatever else you're watching is a great escape. You know, we all need it in these times. So let's get right into it. There's no Orange County this week, which really was so confusing to me. I woke up, didn't see it on the on my Hulu, didn't see anyone talking about it on social media. I thought I was crazy. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. So yeah, let's start with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So this was the finale. And I say this a lot. This was the longest season of Housewives I think we've ever experienced. And it's so, there's so much happening at all times with everyone. And I, I can't seem to like really dig in. Does that make sense? Like I want to dig in with the drama and there's something about it that I just can't. And then especially, especially since those Facebook posts were made by Jenny or it's discovered and everything like that. I just, I kind of found myself like, I can't even tap into this right now because I hate her. And I think she's a vile person. And the fact that she is only coming after Mary 
there's a whole different energy around it. And I think you know what I'm saying when I say that. She's disgusting and I want nothing. I can't even fucking look at her. And I was so disappointed that none of the women stood up for Mary in that moment. Like Mary might be a little wacky, but to have someone throw a glass at someone and then rally around the person that threw the glass, I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? You know, and I, it was just weird. And I do have to say, I thought it was a little odd <laughs> that Seth chose to wear a Reagan bus shirt the party and I get it because it was an 80s theme but like bro what like you were just at your son's and wife's photo shoot where they were talking about being LGBTQ allies and now you're wearing a shirt that says Reagan and Bush on it like educate yourself man like it's just like I get what he was like maybe thinking but he didn't it was just no 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 and that white blazer is just that was that was tough he also seems to really enjoy the cameras more than his wife. And that's, you know, Terry Debro was like that for a while, but I enjoyed what Terry Debro like brought to the table. I don't really enjoy Seth as much. He's not a Terry, which I mean, you guys know I love Terry Debro so much. And Meredith and just like the disengaging constantly, I'm just like, then why, why are we doing this? I just, I'm ready for the season to wrap up. I'm ready for the finale. I hate complaining about it because I do think that it's a great franchise and I'm excited to see what they're doing next. I mean, I know that Jen Shaw does have her trial coming up on March 7th, which I can't believe that's like literally right around the corner. So that will be wild to see. And, you know, they're filming right now. They're filming. Things are happening. I I have to say, I never, ever, want to see Whitney Rose and her husband, Justin, making art with their bodies ever again. I was, I felt like my eyes were like assaulted. Like I get it. Like he walked in and that, you know, when she's in her bra and she's like, I don't know, pouring champagne on her titties. I get that, that that's sexy and fun. I think we could have left it there. I don't think the cameras need to follow them to where they literally poured paint on their bodies and rolled around on their Jocelyn main carpet. That is just not something I needed to see and ever want to see. And I never, ever want to see it again. And that is my notes to the beautiful Bravo editors, um, as Danny Pellegrino says. So yeah, I just, I was disgusted. And also I was a little stressed because that, it looked like it could get a little messy <laughs> with those two hooligans. And that that stressed me out. And you know what? When I said the word titties, I have to say, I did think of this really funny story. And I'm just going to tell it really quickly about a man who put me in his titties once. There's a favorite bar of mine. It's kind of a little divey, kind of not. It's in Midtown, Detroit. And I was there with my friend. And we were sitting at like a booth because all the table, all the stools at the bar were taken. This was pre-COVID, by the way. And there was a man sitting at a table and he was making me a little uncomfortable. He just kind of kept turning around and like staring at us. And it was just kind of weird. Like the fuck? So I was like, I'm going to go see if those guys at the, at the bar are getting up. So I go to the bar. I see that they're leaving and I go, Hey, can I have these seats? Are you guys leaving? What's, you know, what's the situation? And there was like a tall man, a short man. It looked like Timon and Pumbaa. I was like, okay, so you guys are leaving. And they're like, yeah, you can have our seats. And I, you know, signal over to my friend to come over. And the guy, short guy, looks at me and he goes, do you want to see my titties? And I was like, excuse me? I didn't know what to say. If you know me at all, you know that I never know how to react in situations. Like I usually just completely, I'm like, Ugh. like I'm just confused. 
And I am like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I kind of like giggle because I'm obviously uncomfortable and I signal over to my friend to, you know, please come over. And I, as I'm turning around, this man lifts his shirt up and literally puts me in his chest. And I was like, please never do that to anyone ever again. I don't know why men think that number one, they're funny. And number two, that women literally ever want to see their fucking body parts ever. I say this, my mom and I say this all the time. Like when everything was coming out in 2017 about me too, and everyone was, you know, women were sharing their experiences of what men have done. And I, my mom and I were talking and we're like, I have never once thought, you know, I think I'm just going to show this man my tit. That's never crossed my mind ever, ever. So I just don't understand how men like think that that's okay. So that was weird, right? It gets weirder. It's real fucking weird. We sit at the bar. A guy comes up to us and he goes, guys, I just saw what happened. I'm buying you guys a drink because that was fucking insane. The bartender walks over, says, what happened? And I go, oh, this man just put me in his titties. And he goes, I don't know what's going on tonight. But that man at that table over there, I had to kick him out because he was jerking off under the table. I was like, what is happening? And guys, I still frequent that bar. Anywho. That's pretty much all I have to say. I One one last thing, actually, that just came to my mind because I saw it on Twitter this morning. It really got me thinking. We know Jen is charged. So do you think, I really want to hear your thoughts. Do you think that that kind of frees us from any sort of like investigation, any anything like that? Because like, like on our end, obviously not the only thing. Homeland Security, they can do whatever. But I mean, like, because with Erica, we were like, she did this, she did this. I can't believe she's getting glam. I can't believe she's doing this. But because Jen Shaw's like already been charged, I feel like there's just like a part of us that's like, eh, shit's gonna happen. If she goes to prison, it, it is what it is. I'm just gonna be along for the ride, like until that, until that day. And or maybe because it's like less, um, it's not as visual for us. Like when you hear about burn victims, plane crash victims, that feels like you can you can wrap your head around what that means. But when it comes to like cyber stuff, I think it's hard to like really sit and be like rooted with that. Maybe that's what the situation. I want to hear from all of you guys. On the dip.com, we just launched this like community post and think of it as like the female version of Reddit because truly Reddit is the scariest place on the internet. I consider it the dark web. I think it's scary. And I just, so we wanted to create a space on the dip for women who have, you know, interest in television, movies, like literally share your opinions about anything and talk about all the things that you love. Talk about pop culture. You can ask questions, expand on something, you know, you want to rant, whatever you want, you can post. And this is a space for us to do that. So if you go to the dip.com, you can go to hot off the mess and post whatever you want. Ask questions. You know, I want to hear from you guys. So we have to talk about Jen. We have to talk about Jen Shaw versus Erica because I find that to be fascinating. There will be, I'll make a post on it. I want to hear from all of you. Make sure you guys go do that. You can use the promo code QESO, that's Q-U-E-S-O, until March 1st. And that will give you 95% off at the dip for a year. That's $3, if you're wondering. $3. It costs you $3. 
And it's a female founded company. It's we're doing incredible things. We just really want to create a community for all of you. So that's that on that. Summer House was the show for me, and I still love it so much. It's something I look forward to every week. But what I really loved about it is that it was kind of easy breezy. There was drama, there's arguments, there's, you know, there's things like that that go on. But I didn't feel like it was so heavy. And now with the Kyle and Amanda stuff, I'm really, really struggling. Because we know that they get married. So it's kind of hard to like get it. It makes it even darker, to be honest. Like it's just you kind of are like, wait, how do I even talk about how do I even talk about this? Because they clearly got married. So then you're thinking, well, did they do all this drama for the show? What's real and what's not? And I have to say, people, you know, have been saying that they feel that it's, you know, drama for the reality show. But I see the way that their friends are reacting to them and the things that, you know, Paige and Sierra, Danielle, people are saying to them and about them in confessionals. And I'm like, no, this feels kind of real. Like these two people to me are not bad people. They just shouldn't be getting married. And they, I don't know if they should have gotten married. And that hurts to say, because it's like, I really, I want people to be happy and I love love and I want, you know, all that. But it's this push and pull with them where it's like, it was really weird because it's like, normally I'm like, oh my God, Kyle, shut up. But this time I was kind of like, Amanda, like, if you're this unhappy, if you have to literally babysit a 40-year-old man or feel that you have to, that's a problem. And also he's been like this, this entire time you've been together. That's what I don't get. Like he didn't just wake up one day and change his personality. Kyle has always been the one that stays out till 4 a.m., the one that gets drunk, the one that parties, the one that eats Triscuits, you know, out of the box, you know, shoving his face at 2 a.m. Like, that's who he is. So at some point, like, you have to either accept that or you have to move on because she's clearly unhappy. And that makes me sad. It makes me so, so sad because I love Amanda and I, I want her to be okay. But it's like, you guys, like, what the fuck? Like her constantly being like, Kyle, like that. I was like, oh my God, I would lose my fucking mind. And then him to call her a bitch. I'm like, this is not a Tom and Katie. I did compare it to Tom and Katie Schwartz a few times because it was definitely one of those like, well, we know that they get married, but they shouldn't have. This feels so much darker to me. And I I can't seem to really wrap my head around why that is, but wow. And I I will say Andrea is really the light of the show right now. Like he brings the laughs, he brings the heart, he brings all of that. And I'm so thankful that we have him talking about, you know, what's the kinkiest thing you guys have ever done. That really brought me joy. And when Luke, guys, I was furiously taking notes. I was like, what does Luke like? When Luke said that he was blindfolded, and then this woman poured hot wax on his body and then ice cubes and then goes, it was the best blow I've ever had. I was like, damn, okay. And then, I mean, Kyle said the kinkiest thing a girl has ever done is put a finger up his butt, which is like, 
Paige, Paige was the Scorpio queen and she literally looked at him like, yeah, okay, that's like a Tuesday. Who cares? Grow up. Very true. Um, Carl, I don't remember what Carl had said, but then Andrea says that he did anal and there was an accident. And I'll leave it at that. And Alex said something, but I don't remember. Alex is a nice person. Alex should not be on television. At period. And guys, he was shaking his little hips. I will post a clip of it. It really gave me a little giggle. When him and Sierra were dancing on that like fire pit, <laughs> he was really getting after it. And I was like, good for him. He was, he was feeling the music. And I'm always so curious, like what music is playing because they are getting their lives. And I'm like, I need to know what's going on. And I really, 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 really appreciate the, the crew, the film crew who participates in the theme. So it was an S&M theme, like a bondage or as Andrea says, bondage party. And, uh, you know, the crew, they, they went with the theme. It was fun. I like, I, I think that that was probably one of my favorite themes that they've done because it, they've never done it before. It seemed so dark and I don't know. I really liked it, but clearly the the guests that were attending did not get the memo because there was a lot of girls in white jeans, sundresses, and then there's, you know, Paige with a ball gag. It was, it was a lot. I also, you know, I'm glad that Danielle told Paige and Sierra about what Kyle said because I think she almost felt like she was being like burdened with this information. And she's like, I don't know what to do because I don't think Danielle is close with Amanda like she is with Kyle. So she's like, I'll, like, what do I do about this? And then, you know, Sierra and Paige are like, this is not good. This is not good. And I mean, it kind of left us on a cliffhanger. All I know is that we're going to get more Craig and I'm dreading it. But you know what? I got to give it to Paige because I do talk a lot of shit about Craig on social media, on Instagram, and she still makes my posts. <laughs> Not about him, but about other things. So I'm like, okay, she she kind of gets it. Maybe that's just what I tell myself. Okay, I want to talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I'm going to take a quick break and then we will be right back. And yeah, we'll talk about New Jersey. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Big Tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with a future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk New Jersey. You guys know that I love nothing more than hearing about Patterson Dolores. 
I want a biopic. I want, I want a, a before they were housewives special Luann Delicep style on Dolores Catania. I'm obsessed with this woman. And I know that she's getting a lot of shit on social media about, you know, whatever. Every New Jersey, I'm sorry, New Jersey brings the worst out of the Bravo fan fandom. Like, it's a scary place. If you don't just like suck Teresa's ass, people are going to have a problem. And it's wild. But when, when Frank said that Dolores was a street fighter, he goes, Dolores is from Patterson. She's a street fighter. I was like, we got we got ourselves a bad girls club situation on our hands, and I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it at all. And it was really, I think Dolores is just she was on such an emotional high because of the breakup with David that she probably was like, you know, anything could set her off. And I'm glad that she kind of has like the self awareness to like recognize that. That's, I mean, props to her. Not a lot of people on her cast have that. Then we get to Jennifer and Margaret. Okay. I need to make something clear. I don't think whenever Margaret has talked about her past, she's been boasting about it. I think it's simply just her talking about it. And Jennifer interprets that as boasting. But it's like, honey, I mean, we all remember hearing about your, you know, mansion in Paramus on the hill. So who boasts? But okay, so there's a lot going on on Instagram and social media talking about, okay, they're like, Margaret, the difference is Jennifer was cheated on and you cheated. It's like Margaret acknowledges that. But Margaret is also trying to get Jennifer, like she feel, I think there's a part of Margaret that feels for Jennifer because Jennifer is constantly talking about how amazing Bill is and kind of internalizing it that he cheated because of something Jennifer was doing. And Margaret, I thought was really nice in that moment. And was like, Jennifer, it wasn't you. Like it had nothing to do with you. Like that's not why people cheat. There's something else. There was something else going on with him. And she should be the one to know because she, you know, did cheat on her ex-husband Jan with Joe B. So I don't know. I am kind of tired of the Marge. And the Jennifer stuff, I hope that's, like, where it ends. Like, just let it go. Like, you know, move on. They will never see eye to eye. But no one will never see eye to eye more than Jackie and Dolores. Those two women approach life in such a different way. And they look at life so differently. And I really, really thought about Dolores in this moment. Because, and you know I love Jackie, of course. But I think with Dolores... I think she's experienced a lot of trauma just from everything that we've heard about, you know, I mean, she left Frank when she was pregnant, like, because he was cheating. Like, that's a big thing. And so I think she just goes into survival mode and she just is like, okay, something bad happened. We are moving forward. That's it. It is what it is that, you know, she pushes forward and that is just how she has survived. So she doesn't understand people that like sit in the sadness or sit in the situation and feel and cry. Cause she, she also, I don't think extends that grace because maybe she felt that that grace wasn't extended to her. 
when she was going through everything with Frank, for example. Because we don't know the real shit that went down with them. They have alluded to stuff in the past. Um, and like I was saying, I just don't think she was allowed to feel sad because she didn't – she was pregnant. She had a little kid too. She had Gabby. So she was like, I have to keep going. I have – I can't break down. I can't feel sad. I can't cry because it's like, what is that going to do for me? What is that going to do for my family? So she, I think, has a hard time really getting like – first of all, why would Jennifer stay with Bill? She's probably like, why would you do that? Because she got the fuck out. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot going on with Dolores. And I hope that we're starting to get more, you know, a little deeper into her because I do think that she offers a lot to the show. And I think for the in the beginning, she was kind of just Teresa's interpreter, basically. And now I think we're really starting to see who she is, maybe more about, like, her personality, more of what she's gone through, like, stuff like that. And I really, really love seeing, you know, Frank and the kids together. And I think that there's a lot to unpack with that as well because, you know, like they said, Frank has never lived with them. They've never lived with their dad. Like, because Dolores left. And so I think that there's this like weird where he's looking at Gabby and Frankie like, you're my kids, but they're looking at him like you're kind of like, yes, you're a dad, but you're more Frank to us. Like you can't just come in and all of a sudden have like rules and like do do whatever. Like that's not how this is going to work. Like this was our home first is probably what they're thinking. But they're also like, please do not bring girls back to the house and fuck them. So I hear it. Like that's also disgusting. And Frankie was like, can we stop talking about this? But they all talk about it with like such humor and lightness that you're like, I think it kind of gets lost. Like what's really, what they're really saying and thinking. And, you know, I don't think Frank Frank Catania Sr. needed to look at his daughter and say, I'm sorry, your boyfriend must not pleasure you in the right way. Like, ew, don't ever talk about that. That's that's a line. That's a There's a line that's been crossed there. And I think, you know, Dolores was like, okay, we're done here. So there's that, you know, everyone's making their way down to the shore. They're all going to, to Melissa's and she keeps calling it Missy G's. And I need to know why. <laughs> like, she keeps saying it. She keeps trying to make it a thing. And I don't understand. Who is calling Melissa Gorga Missy G? Who is doing that? I would like a word with them because it's horrendous. Missy G's. She said it last episode. She said it a few times this episode. I was like, oh, God. And then Tracy rolled up. Tracy, I find so irritating because she comes in a little thirsty for me and not in like a fun way, like Noella, who's out of her mind. Tracy just comes in like full glam, like has her makeup, like completely done hair done and is like a non-event. Like, get out of here. You don't belong here. I'm sorry. You don't belong. You don't deserve to drink Tito's vodka out of a water cooler. Okay. That's not Get out of here. If you don't have Tiki with you, I don't want you. And that's the truth. And that may be harsh, but it's a harsh world. You know, people are talking a lot about Melissa, obviously, on social media. And they're like, I can't believe that she would share this text message. You guys, I I think you guys are underestimating how over Melissa is with everything. 
I at last year's reunion, she seemed so just like I'm fucking done. Like, because Teresa does not extend the same courtesy to her and never has. I literally want to go back and make a list of all of the accusations that Teresa has made about Melissa and compare what Melissa has done to her. Uh, It's ridiculous. So Melissa doesn't give a fuck. Melissa also recognizes we are on a television show. We have to talk about things that are happening. You... Louis doesn't get a pass because he's Teresa's boyfriend. Period. Done. To quote Dorinda Medley. Because was Evan extended that same courtesy last year? No. Was anyone? No. You're on a reality show. You sign up for it. At the end of the day, this is what you sign up for. And Louis, I'm sorry. You knew exactly what you were getting into. This woman is an OG real housewife that you met, you know, quote unquote, on a, while she was on a walk. I've heard otherwise. And I'm just like, Teresa can't control the show anymore. Like, I'm so tired. I get that so much of the drama revolves around her and I do like her and I have so much respect for her and the strength that she has to have gone through what she has, especially publicly. But I I start to get frustrated when certain housewives like want to control the show and control what's filmed and what's not and what's being produced. That's not how this works. And you should know that. So a part of me feels like she's kind of done with the show. I think Teresa should just get a spinoff personally. I would like to see that. And just like, let's get some new blood going. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say about that. I do want to end talking about New Jersey, talking about Jackie being incredibly brave and transparent with her journey with her eating disorder. I think it's really, really amazing to see how open she is and vulnerable she is going to the center, talking about the effects that her eating disorder, you know, it's taken a toll on her body physically, feeling, you know, numbness in her fingertips, feeling like she has a slow heart rate, things like that, getting dizzy. I think that that's really important to to show that she's you know, she wants to recover and she wants to be better. And I really, I love her so much. And I, I really just respect what she's doing. And I think it will help a lot of people. And that's pretty much my thoughts in New Jersey. And we're going to talk about Miami, my favorite Real Housewives franchise currently. I... I'm sick of Adriana. I am so tired of her. With that said, I never want her off my screen. She is a thousand percent. Larsa was a thousand percent right by saying that Adriana is baiting her into talking shit about the Kardashians and getting upset with her. Like she keeps poking and poking and poking at Larsa. And Larsa's like, what is your fucking problem? So, of course, Larsa's like, she's going to explode. And she did at that table. And I was like, I fucking get it. Like, if you keep coming at me about something and I'm like, you know, there's a point where I'll lose it. So I completely understand, like, where she's coming from. And Adriana needs to shut the fuck up about the Kardashians. Like, she keeps going, you were gone for 10 years. Who cares? Who cares? She's back. She's back now. 
And I think that it comes from such a jealous place. And Larsa said, I mean, you know, because Adriana was like, oh, you were, you know, Instagram followers, you do this. Larsa's like, why do you keep tabs on my life? It's fucking weird. She's like, I've never even heard of you before. But the thing that really is so frustrating is Larsa puts her in that position, or Adriana puts Larsa in that position because she's like, you only care about magazines, blah, 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 blah. And Larsa's like, well, I've never seen you on a Like, she just completely traps her. And I don't feel bad for anything Larsa said to Adriana. I'm sorry. I just don't. And then Julia, I feel like, is just a thousand percent regurgitating everything that Adriana has said to her about Larsa. It's, like, weird. Larsa was like, you've never, like, invited me over or, like, tried to get to know me. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know what your problem is, but I don't have an issue with you. Everything that these women are coming at Larsa for, it just feels like projection. And I was like, I would flip out a thousand percent. Oh, my God. Guys, that caviar man, I felt things. I felt things for this man. He was so hot and he was flirting with all the women. And I was like, I love this. They're in the Versace mansion eating caviar and he's like doing the most. It was so fun. And I just, you know, then it kind of got like the first part of the episode was a lot of drama. (sighs) Guys, the second part was so sad. I cried. I cried because, you know, Nicole and Marisol, they kind of bury the hatchet. And I liked that. I liked that they came together, you know, in Alexia's time of need. And they were like, you know what? This is, our stuff is such bullshit. It's so little. It's so small. And they really talked about Alexia and how her mom, you know, got, you know, she left the hospital and now she's in hospice on, on Alexia's wedding day. Her mother dies. This woman has gone through so much. I can't even, and it's like, I mean, Marisol said it at the beginning of a season, Alexia's life is literally like a movie. Like it, it's crazy the things that happened to her and she's so strong in the way she handles it. And I thought it was so beautiful that all the women came together to honor Alexia and be there for her and have that little get together at Nicole's house. You know, I did... In the mo- in the in between the times of me crying, I did have a giggle when Lisa showed up in bright green, and they all were like, "Oh, you're in green!" Like it was a good like little lightness in the moment of you know complete sadness. And then they when they lit the candles and they let him go on the pool, I was like, oh, "It was just so special." And then to see, I think Gertie really, I wasn't sure how I felt about her in the beginning. She really grew on me as the season went on and then to see how like there for Alexia she was and so like understanding of the wedding and everything like that like it was just it was really really nice to see and I just oh god I just felt so bad for Alexia and then to see that you know her and Todd end up did getting married and that was so special and then for her to then another headline about Peter I'm like this woman needs a fucking break she needs a goddamn break and she deserves the world. Period. Done. Um, that's pretty much. Oh, one thing. Her mother sounded like an icon. An icon. She was a psychiatrist. She was a cougar, as Alexia put it. 
She was like so strong, funny, like, and then to see Marisol and Alexia hug after the funeral. I mean, that was such a real moment of two like really good longtime friends who've both now lost their moms. That meant so much to them. It just was like, that was such a real, real moment. I love that. And then to have Gertie, you know, the movie, The Wedding Planner, how Jennifer Lopez like has her purse and it's like full of everything that you'd ever need. It's like hand sanitizer, breath mints, like tissues, everything. Gertie is literally that personified. Like when she shows up to this funeral looking, I mean, everyone looked beautiful at this funeral. I've never seen, I've never seen people more beautiful. Uh, Kiki, I was obsessed with her outfit. But anyways, Gertie shows up and she has everything ready. She's like, you guys need tissues? I got them. And I just thought that, you know, that was a nice moment. And I can't wait for the reunion. It's going to be so good. I can't wait for our ladies to come back. I don't, I mean, I hope we get another season. I think we will. I think people are really enjoying it and talking about it. And I think, you know, all the women have a lot going on. You know, Larsa just finalized her divorce from Scotty. I thought that that was a really powerful moment too, because I think people, she, she doesn't really get into it, but I think, you know, she was married to him for so long and, you know, it's just sad. And she was under his control for a long time and she's just ready to be free. And I just, I want to see her be free and take more feet pics. That's the, that's my truth. Well, you guys, I think this is it for today. I hope everyone has a beautiful weekend. Please slide in my DMs if you want to talk about anything, whenever. Go to thedip.com to talk on community posts, to talk about literally anything. We have tons of different categories. One is called, should I buy this? And it's always, the answer is always yes. So I will see you guys around on Instagram. Follow me at Bravo Historian at Take Yours Aloft on Twitter. Of course, you guys can shop my merch. There is the link in my bio on Instagram. I added all new Zodiac shirts last week. I, of course, have a Take Yours Aloft shirt, Take Yours Annex shirt, Take Your Lex Pro shirt. I'm all about it because, guys, sometimes I forget. And then I wonder why I am so dizzy and why my brain feels like it's melting. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay, because there's no serotonin left. Gotcha. Anywho, I'll leave it on that note. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices... How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. 
Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.